Views and News with Clarence Ford. Share your perspective. Only on Cape Talk. And welcome back at 11.37. Views and News through till 12 o'clock. Into the final lap, and we're going to be chatting with Adrian Garden next. He's the Deputy Dean of Teaching and Learning at Rosebank College. And you know, universities is considered maybe the natural next step after high school. But what do you do when a matriculant is already doubting the major commitment of campus? It does come with a lot of discipline. Some people have just not manufactured that capability just yet. Uh, so if your son and daughter may be having cold feet about stepping onto campus and a new phase of life, how do you best approach that reality before you're dealing with, with the dropout? And that is the question we put to Adrian Garden. Welcome, Adrian. Great to have you. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. What, what is the best advice that you have to offer first-year students experiencing such doubt? Well, I think the, the main thing is just to put things in perspective. Um, if you think about the change from secondary to tertiary education, it's, it's a significant step. And I think the, um, the feelings that you get are almost a natural consequence of that, where it's so different and, and so uh, almost challenging that your, you know, your natural reaction is to go, oh, am I really ready for this? You know? And I think it is about just um, giving yourself a bit of time as a student to settle, to understand the new environment, to understand what some more support mechanisms there are. And then after that, to then make a, a almost a more objective determination as to whether or not you've chosen the right thing. I hear you, and, and time can of, often manifest in, in, in a gap year. But in certain other instances, no amount of time is going to make a university necessarily the place for you to be. Agreed. And, and I think most institutions these days have a... I wouldn't say a cooling off period, but there is a period in which you are uh, can make changes and you can make decisions about whether you want to continue or not. Okay, so how can students objectively maybe assess those concerns and make informed decisions about their academic paths? Surely yeah. this should start at a primary level already. I agree with you. And into secondary, I think your support... Um, your level of support for a student is really important. So, and this is quite a, a personal thing for me because my son has literally just started university. And um, two days ago, he, he went through this exact same dilemma. Did I choose the right thing? Is it, is it the right place? And, you know, we were able to, to guide him because we had had these conversations in secondary. We'd established what his passion is for and, and what he really wants to do with his life. And therefore, we could kind of guide him to say, um, you know, based on, on what you want to do and based on, on all of the, the discussions we've had, you are in the right place. And now it's just about settling and, and getting used to this new environment. Yeah, batten down the hatches. You, you're pretty comfortable that his choices are correct. But if it can happen to you, then it can happen to everybody. Maybe without the kind of guidance you were able to afford him, Adrian yeah. Garden. And, and that's where I think your, the institution itself can come in um, uh, quite easily. The, the advice we gave my son, for example, is go and speak to your academic advisors. Speak to the academic coordinators on on campus and and talk them through or you know get advice from them in terms of the right choice so in his case 
he felt that he hadn't chosen the correct major. And, and again, based on the guidance, not only from us, but from the institution, he was able to make, uh, uh, realign his choice. Oh. Uh, and that process was actually quite smooth. And then you could almost see the tension lifting from him. Sure. And I think institutions are, are critical in that conversation as well. So even despite the fact that he had Adrian Garden, acting dean at Rosebank College, the national office at his, his side, he still needed to realign. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, support structures can only take you so far. Uh, I think one of the biggest lessons he's learned is that it is so different from school. And, you know, even just in, in his first assignment uh, at high school, it was all about demarcation. Teacher chases you up. Teach, you know, and, and at university, that is simply not the case. And he's had to learn to adjust to that on his own as a person yeah. and you know uh, parents can do so much but but the person has to experience this and uh, as a student grow from all of these difficulties as well yeah i think a lot of students are not able to realign do not have the support services available to enable that realignment could that be the reason for the high dropout rates we we're seeing in in first year students yeah, there's a lot of research that speaks to correct academic advising, you know, and um, not to say that this happens. We, we refer to it as student recruitment, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that, that you know, uh, there are bums on seats and, and we have paying students. So sometimes there's a, that gray area about what advice you give to a student, you know. Um, the research indicates that the correct academic advising is absolutely critical to set the student up for success. Uh, um, and, and again, that's why you've got this cooling off period to say, you know, do you think you've made the right choice or do you see yourself in a, in a different qualification, you know? Yeah. Are there any symptoms? How, do, do they present in any way where you can get a sense that maybe there is a little unease about where the student is at? I think so. It's not necessarily um, in the uh, lecture environment. I think it's more about in the discussions that you have with the students. Okay. If if they keep procrastinating in terms of um, you know signing a document that confirms their subject choice, if you find that they're missing class or you know there's that a level of stress in the way they're um, responding to your questions, I think that's already a trigger to say, hang on, should we go and maybe step in and assist here to to get the correct advice. I'm chatting to Adrian Garden, acting dean at Rosebank College. Uh, on the line with us, we're talking about cold feet on campus. We're talking about first-year students that maybe have not uh, completely thought out their presence uh, at university, and sometimes that can be uh, realigned. Uh, or sometimes it means more, more drastic action. I think probably as a parent, you're going to, do the circumstances more harm by forcing the direction uh, determined? I agree. And again, that, that comes back to your secondary environment. Um, you know, my son chose a humanities direction and he was struggling with, with maths at secondary school. And the conversation even at the school level was to say, well, does he need core maths or could he do maths literacy? Um, and the choice was actually very important because... Oh. If you focus too much on doing something that you think will get you somewhere, it almost um, compromises your other results, you know. So we were able to, again, offer that guidance and then 
uh, he could he could make that choice so that he was better suited for his his tertiary studies. Yeah, and that orientation week at a typical campus should be introducing you to the the various services on offer to you, but. Uh, for a student, office, uh, often that's just a celebration of a new, of a new phase in life, um, and you may be aware, may not be aware of such services. Would every single campus, tertiary campus, have such a capability to assist you if you have cold feet? I think if you are studying at a reputable institution, then my answer would be yes. You know, the absence of such services. Um, is is not common these days. Uh, even in the private education institutions, there is an, um, a, a huge amount of support. Um, and again, it's based on the fact that um, we can't, like academic results actually relies a lot on the student's perception of, of how they're experiencing their environment. Hence, we, we publicize quite strongly what levels of support there are, where you can go, who you can speak to, um, uh, and, and even as so far as to what kind of uh, psych- psychological and, and mental help there is as well. Yeah. Uh, last question. Is there a simple litmus test that you can employ to determine if an institution is credible or not? I think the most the, the, the most crucial one is to verify that they are actually a, an accredited and registered institution on, on the DHEADS website. Yeah, everybody's claiming accreditation, but some, sometimes even the accreditation is suspect. Agreed, and that's why it's, it's important not just to rely on... So, so, for example, our campuses have our accreditation certification uh, clearly visible on our campuses, uh-huh. But you do get parents who go, well, that could easily have been copied. And then we direct them to the website and we say, well, we can't copy the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go have a look and, and, and look at it. You will see that we are there. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, do some digging. Um, it's important. But we're going to have to wrap it there. And uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your insights. Adrian Garden, Acting Dean at Rosebank College, the National Office, uh, is Dean of Teaching and Learning at Rosebank College.